Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... Oh, an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Thursday to you, November 9th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, the gang, all here. And it's a Thursday, so joining us, and we're very thankful to have him, TV superstar Corey Price in studio. As seen on TV. Exactly. Corey Price. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. It hit the 80s yesterday, so hopefully you enjoyed your Wednesday. It's going to be another beautiful day today. Probably a little windy, but still warm and worth getting outside and enjoying the weather. Oh, I even uh, got to try to fly a kite yesterday. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I haven't uh, flown a kite in years, so it's how, wor- how did that go? Well, trying to like get three-year-old to understand that like well if you you just got to keep the string tight and pull it against the wind that's a little difficult so it's just like all right here the kites in the air just run this direction and he enjoyed that and then he turned around and kind of pull on it so yeah it, but every once in a while dad would have to take over and then do my own little even as an adult it's just so much fun it's it's like you're sitting there flying this thing and it, i don't know there's just something about it it's so whimsical Child, childish. Did anybody here ever read the book The Kite Runner? I saw that in libraries, but I never ran it. Well, you, you'd read it. You wouldn't run it. You'd run the kite, not the book. Well, yeah. You'd read the book. Right, but I, I would see it, but I never actually like Great book. Highly recommend. Through. Definitely in my top five of favorite books ever. Every time uh, like I just had the Mary Poppins song, the, the tag at the end, the Let's Go Fly Kite, just in my head the rest of the day. Understandably it's not, so. It's not the best song on Mary Poppins, but it's a pretty good song, I would say. We what get, what do you think the best Mary Poppins song is, Corey Price? <laughs> That's uh-huh. my trivia question for you today. Uh, isn't it like a two tea or teaspoons full of sugar yeah, or something like that, that song? That's the right answer. Yeah. A uh, spoonful well, of sugar. You don't yeah, like a, a little supercalifragilistic expialidocious? Not as good as a spoonful of sugar. A spoonful of sugar is that withstood the test of time, still a fan favorite for many. The 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 guys uh, the chimney sweeps on the roof though, that's the coolest part of the whole thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I've we haven't rewatched that with the kid yet. Yeah, it's so. probably a little need to be a little bit older to enjoy it. And maybe never. Maybe maybe we'd never, oh, no, we'd no. never watch it's, it. Again. It's enjoyable. It's great. No. Uh, well, Step in time. Let's go fly kite. Scoots, how are you on this Thursday morning? I'm good. I um, My Wednesday was pretty boring. I, after Spears, I just went home, did a bunch of yard work, had to chop down some leaves, trim some trees. So my allergies are taking a hit a little bit today. I blew my nose this morning and all kinds of like black stuff came out. I guess it was like leaf yeah. residue. I don't know. Yeah, it was not good. Well, the indoor cat got outside. You know, it happens. I'm uh, Yeah, I, I must have sneezed. 110 times yesterday while I was mowing the grass. Well, the good thing is, as Corey knows, that's your favorite thing to do. True. Is sneeze. Very much so. Scoot- and, and mow grass. Scoots was saying a couple days ago how he had to get yard work done. Had to happen. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you got it done. Good good weather day to do it. I got it mostly done. I, my goal last night was to mow the backyard and the front yard, but I severely underestimated how many leaves were in the backyard. I mean, we were probably four inches deep of leaves, so I had to... Almost had to mow the backyard twice, so wow. it, it took it. Normally, mowing both yards takes about an hour and a half. It took me an hour and forty-five minutes in the backyard alone yesterday. So would, would I did not say, get to the front yard. Would you say four inches is a lot of leaves? Uh, f- for me, yeah, that's a that's pretty significant amount of leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. all right. Uh, you know, you could have just raked them and not mowed them twice. Well, I, I'm yeah, I'm not big on the whole raking thing. I'm not either. I'm not a big raker. I don't think I've ever actually done it at my new house that I've lived in for five years, so it's not really a new house. But I did yesterday, mainly just because the leaf, we have only one tree, really, and all the leaves had fallen off that tree, and I just wanted to be outside. So just had like as an excuse to be outside, I was like, okay, I'll rake the leaves. See, I do the thing where I'll rake, like next to the house I'll rake, and then around all the bases of the trees I'll rake. Um, but yeah, I, anything else I cut. That's a good, uh, yeah. Have a nice little splitskies because mm-hmm. you know you sh- you could you should be able to mulch some leaves and it won't mess with your yard. Much. But man, one thing I didn't realize I hadn't looked at my gutters in quite some time. Probably should have done that yesterday too. They are out of control. Well, Luckily, homeowner was there yesterday. My best friend Jake and I told him we need some gutter guards. Make that happen because I don't want to pick very expensive. Don't, very, don't, very expensive. Yeah, but it, it would it. it'd be it, worth it, it if I didn't have to take leaves out of the gutter next year. Yeah, well, I mean, they are they they could be considered worth it for folks, but mm-hmm. they they are pricey, Corey pricey, <laughs> and he leaves takes today, Corey Price. Uh, I do think that four inches is is a lot. Okay, Scoots. okay, <laughs> thanks, Corey. <laughs> Just confirming. Uh, all right. Well, we didn't we we didn't bring Corey in here for leaf talk, but we do have to hear well, about Monday night. Uh, you got more leaf questions? Yeah, leaf qu- pin oak. In 1922, this leaf <laughs> fell on former UK head coach Junior. Blah blah blah. Scoots did say he was chopping down leaves. How I also noticed how that. do you chop down leaves, Scoots? It's your mower. Your mower just chops them up from the from from the tree. The, the, the leaf is on no, the they, ground. They were on the ground. Yes, you didn't bring the mower up to the tree. So if they're, no, I'd say chopping so down leaves. I had the, the gr- same, yeah, same thought of score. If they're on the ground, you don't have to chop them down. If they're already down, what are we? What are we cutting them down? You're chopping them up. Yeah, you chopping, chopping them up. up. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I just used the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, uh, Corey, how cool was Monday night? Tell us all about it. Uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so uh, Jim Fink's a guy I worked with at Kroger for uh, 15 years. And obviously, you work with someone for that long, you get to know him pretty well. And 
I learned a lot about his, uh, his life and he's done pretty amazing things. Uh, like I said in the tweet, he's retired from the air force, retired from the USPS, retired from the sheriff's office. He's been working with the Knights of Columbus for over 70 years. Just wow. awesome, awesome man. So, uh, he, uh, this past June, he invited me to his, uh, 90th birthday party. And of course I went. So, uh, throughout that day, we were just talking and we brought up UK and he brought up that he'd never been to a game before, which shocked me. So I told him that day that I, I take him to a game. So when the first nine home games or whatever went on sale a few weeks ago, I I got the the fir- first home, the first home game of the season, and uh, I asked him if he could go, and and he said yeah. So, uh, part of this, like first and foremost, shout out to you, Corey. That was awesome. A very kind gesture. Thanks. Secondly, what what really stands out to me about Jim Fink, the man loves to work. Three yep. times retired. Yep. And zero times at Rupp Arena. What is he, Brett Favre? <laughs> but uh, that's impressive. Did he? Did he enjoy? What was his uh, favorite part of the experience? Did he share? Was there? Was man. there anything that kind of I set apart, or anything that you you noticed that really opened his eyes once he got inside Rupp Arena? I think it, all all of in general, he just. He mentioned a few times how it's di- obviously it's different than watching on TV. Um, there were several people that came by and said hi and wanted to shake his hand and stuff. Uh, the wow, ma- celebrity! The, the mascot came by one time. Nice. Um, uh, UK was awesome enough to let us uh, attend the uh, the post game presser, which is pretty pretty cool for him. That so, is cool. Of course, we got on TV, so that was also. Pretty, pretty UK crazy. didn't like try to put you to work or anything, did they? No. They were like, Yeah, you can come back, see no. the presser, and you got to pass out Dude, these stats real quick. That is so cool. Good for UK basketball to, yep. to do that. And obviously, uh, kudos to you for making all that happen. Did you know you were going to be on TV? I did not. Uh, when I did the tweet, I, I mean, I knew we'd probably make the rounds at least locally. I didn't know it would go like nationally. I think last I checked, that tweet's been seen like almost. 290,000 times, I think. Wow. And um, uh, Kevin Richardson of the Backstreet Boys and Carl Ravitch of College Game Day both both make comments on the tweet, so I know it's been nice. – it's made its rounds. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Well, I, I didn't – I mean, I, I saw your post about it and going to the restaurant and, and, and you are kind of detailing the day, and it was – you know, that was nice to see, and we were like, all right, we can't wait to talk to you about this on Thursday – and then just watching the game, loving what we're seeing from the cats, and boom, there's Corey Price. <laughs> yeah. Like I see this guy every week. Now he's on my TV screen, and uh, oh, that that was neat. Do you regret being on your phone the entire time you were on TV? See that <laughs> I'm getting flack for that, but that was during <laughs> a TV timeout. So, of of all the times to be on your phone, it's when there's not actual gameplay happening. So. Corey, in your defense, you were not on your phone the second time they flashed you all up there. Right, yeah, but, but, but Jim was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly, because he was. And just uh, just just to show how grave a guy is, he paid for uh, dinner, which I mean, awesome. he's, and then, he's retired three times. He should. I mean, I, <laughs> this was Jim. This I mean, was Mr. Fink's day out. Yeah, he shouldn't have paid for anything. That was very exactly. generous of him. And then it's kind of an old guy thing. He wrote me a check for for the for the cost of of his ticket, which I'm probably not gonna cash a check, but still, it's just. Well, that is just really awesome nice. guy. Yeah. I thought you were going to say kind of an old person thing. He tipped $2. No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure he tipped well. <laughs> Did you all have the world-famous Rupp Arena ice cream? No, uh, I asked him about it, and he said no. So, mm, yeah. Ooh, interesting yeah. move by Mr. Fink. Did you tell him that it's like 
Everybody uh, yes. around the globe. Yes, I, I told him it was world famous. And he, and he still said, no, thank you. I'll yeah. Good for him. No, thanks. Good for him. He's not uh, swayed by such bells and whistles like Rupp Arena ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got to see a, a dominating win, too, which I'm sure was cool. Hey, um, uh, I don't know what what's going to happen when we when we get the big guys, because obviously the the pace of play will probably change a little bit. But uh, with the way they're playing right now, uh, I, mean, I hope Cal stays that way because they're playing fast and they still only turn turn the ball over six times so really impressive from yeah. the guards uh, yeah um and then the team they're playing tomorrow a&m commerce i believe yeah. they're horrible uh, it's gonna be a easy blowout well, win for you they Kay. have great commerce there tj i don't I what's think your you're, what's the best commerce? i think you're undervaluing all of their commerce do you um, think it's just like you know what i've always wanted to go to a&m my entire life but i'm really into commerce boom we've got the place for you um, I'm sure they've got logistics, mm-hmm. um, and they probably also have um, uh, supplies, right? You think they have a lot of that in commerce? Also, that was definitely the case of somebody named a town commerce because they wanted people to move there instead of business, <laughs> right? Like, you go to commerce, there's lots of commerce and commerce. You Same all- thing with uh, the Springfields and uh, the Mount Pleasants. A lot of Mount Pleasants. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you all, uh, well, we could some other fun names with cities in Kentucky, like uh, Pleasure Ridge Park. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That, that, that's a good it's one. A, it's very pleasurable uh, up on the ridge. Boneless. There's a Pleasureville. Oh. I bet there is. I, I, have you, <laughs> I think Scoots is the uh, mayor of it. <laughs> <laughs> At one time I was. Well, that's, that's Indiana's Pleasureville. <laughs> okay. Do you all know where Commerce, Texas is? Uh, I'm assuming West Texas. Right next to Online Shopping Texas. <laughs> of course, on a roll. Uh, it's like, you know, it's probably like an hour outside of Dallas. Outside of Plano and whatnot. I so, wish Dallas was in Tennessee. In, 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 that, uh, in that realm. Corey, we brought you on to do some trivia. <laughs> do you have some questions for us today? Of course not, yes. He's just like, uh, no, no, not today. I appreciate, too, Corey, that you're a, you're a paper guy. You like to uh, you, you gotta you gotta get the ink on your fingertips. Like person, people, paper person. Like Jim Fink, I am old, old school. So, so you have you have a printer at the house? I do, yeah. And you feel, see my problem with printers at home, the ink always goes out, and then some. There's some sort of issue that that prevents me from continuing to make it operational. I mean, I just go out and buy more ink, so it's not yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Let's get to the trivia, Roush. <laughs> Leave so, the guy alone about his printer. Right <laughs> I, I just want him to fix my printer. Yeah, sitting there, I'm, I'm using it as a stuff to a shelf right now. Mm-hmm. As most printers are. So uh, this Saturday we're playing uh, Bama, and it's our last home game. So I got a couple questions about Bama and a couple questions about Senior Day. Oh, okay. So TJ, mute your meat mic so I can play some music. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, mute your meat. Rookie mistake. Mute your <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, UK currently has a seven-game losing streak to Bama. Of the six other SEC East schools, only two have a longer current losing streak against Bama. What are those two schools? And when I say longer, I mean number of games, not number of years. It's got to be Vandy. Yeah. It's not Tennessee. No, it's not South Carolina. They, they won in 2010. It was a big deal. They still talk about it to this day. Um, what's an East team they wouldn't play regularly? Mizzou. Yeah, but then they'd have to play them that many times. Well, what, more than seven? Over the course of forever? Not impossible. Yeah. 
So we wouldn't think it's Georgia. We wouldn't think it's Tennessee. We wouldn't think it's Florida. Florida. We wouldn't think it's South Carolina. So that leaves Vandy, Missouri. Mississippi State has not. Like, they're not SEC East. Yeah. Oh, it's all SEC East. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I guess we got to go Vandy, Missouri then. Vandy is correct. They've lost their last 23 games against Bama, but it's actually Florida. Flor- Florida has lost their last eight games against Bama. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I guess we do forget that Florida has not been good. And their couple conference championship games could make that That's true. stat a yeah. little bit more yeah. lopsided. Uh, Kyle Trask and Co., I believe, lost to them. Yeah, still wouldn't years. think it'd be Florida, but, you know, yeah. Kentucky owns Florida. That's right. Alabama uh, does too. When was the last time that Kentucky played Alabama in Lexington? in the month of November. It's a tough one. Yeah, because the the 13 game was uh, Keeneland season. It was October. Um, who? Can you give us like a, a hit? Is it within like 30? Is it since 97? I believe Jim. That was in October. I believe Jim Fink was in high school when when, when, when this happened. I think. So, Jim Fink just turned 90. Uh, so the... So, 90, be 133. Let's just go 60s. like 48, 47 ish. Okay, sure. Which one? 48. UK won a title in 48. 48? Oh, 1947. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That was a good hint about the high school. Yes. Made it a little fun for us. Yeah. We were close. All right. All right. That was good. All right. Who is the only Kentucky player to have at least 100 receiving yards against Alabama in a single game? Craig East. Yeah, you would think. Although, didn't he do? I think more with. Well, that's a, that's that's probably the it's best got, guess. Yeah, because I mean, they've scored forty points. I yeah. will give you a hint. It is the ninety-seven game, but it's not East. Oh, all right. Well, then. Uh, wow. Keo Sanford. Yeah. That's what I would think. Uh, yeah. Who is it? Keo Sanford. It was running back Derek Homer. He had 103 yards on just three catches. Man, and even in not being Anthony White. Uh-huh. <laughs> that really, really had to dig deep there. lots of weapons back back then. Yeah, Roush, unfortunately for our age, we're just like outside the realm of that win, that overtime win. I was there, though. You was, were at the I game? I was at the game, That's yeah. Cool. That was my... Do you, do you have memories of it? Yeah. Uh, do you, like, remember the place? That I, I, I just... They ran a fullback dive there, and they should have they should have done a play action. So, at the time, there was a guy that sat two rows in front of us. And my, my dad was one of those where he would have the, the rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy that sat two rows in front, he would have the rabbit ears and just bitch. The, like, he was never happy. He Like, I, I, I didn't understand. He just was miserable. He went to every game and was just miserable. Um, I don't believe Bobby Blizzard played for them at the time. But there was another crazy lady who sat behind us who would go, Bobby! And uh, it was, she was just very animated, screaming at the players. Uh, but from that game specifically, I went to an Auburn game where we left at halftime, and I just remember I got to high-five the Auburn Tiger on the way out. But this memory was asking my mom if we could go down, and I, I wanted to go touch the goalposts. She's like, no, 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 you cannot. You, we're, not, we're not letting you down there. You can't go down there. Which is like, come on. They would have let a little kid, the college kids, they would have... They would have made room for it. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Well, six-year-old Nick, that would have been, it would have been awesome. That's awesome that you were there for that. Uh, I, I just was five years old or six years old. Didn't, didn't really care too much about UK football at that time or didn't know much of what's going on. All right, what do we got next, Corey? So the rest of these are about Senior Day. Okay. So Kentucky's largest comeback and a win on Senior Day is 13 points, and it's been done twice. Do you know what those two games are? Mm. Um, okay. So, 
Senior day history, you can Tennessee. always kind of say Tennessee and maybe get lucky. With but the it. problem is, is that you you have to also recall that it is only you know it's home and home, right? So uh-huh. for until you know they made the Louisville game the last game of the year about seven eight years ago, it was you you could get an SEC West team or a poop state at the end of the year, or just an SEC team in general. Vandy, that was one uh, that ninety eight year when they went bowling, they beat the snot out of them. Um, on senior day but to become bowl eligible before losing to Tennessee. So mm-hmm. um, That's true. Good point. Um, but, okay. Okay. I think just to be safe, I think Tennessee probably should just be a guess. Playing the odds there. Yeah. UK yep. never got down 13 to Lamar in 16. Well, that wouldn't be senior day. That no, wasn't grown. senior day either. Yeah. Uh, 19, they were never down big. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a recent one. I think a, a safe guess could just be like a classic Vanderbilt. Falling to, yeah, I think Tennessee and Vanderbilt are the the, the guesses to roll with. That's where we're going with, Corey. So it was Vanderbilt in 2004. They were down 13-0 and won 14-13. Woo! But uh, this part, I mean, uh, this one's crazy. Austin P in 2016. Oh, Remember wow. we cool. we started the uh, well, yeah, the uh, backup had... and we're down thirteen nothing and won forty nine thirteen. And didn't they have to bring like Steven Johnson yeah. back in, yep. even though he was just like dead? He was just like a corpse. <laughs> I yeah. I also would like to say that that was the game that made Stoops in the UK administration be like, "Hey, um, we know our fans like night games. We don't have to play FCS teams at night in November. Nobody wants to be here. It's cold. It's yep. it's extra cold. Like we we don't need to do this." I remember that one being like like a 4:30 kickoff. It was it was dark out. Was it? Well, yeah. It could be dark um, late November then. I remember it, where I was for that game and just being like, "Well, I don't really have to pay attention to it. It's going to be a snoozer." And then like looked up at the score. I was like, "Oh boy. I've got to watch it now." But yeah. Kentucky, they they let Austin P march down the field and then that first snap Reese Phillips just oh let it go over his head. Uh equally as funny was when Bobby Petrino's kid was coaching at uh, UT Martin, and they had the first two snaps go over their heads and result in fumbles. Wasn't wasn't right the QB for that game in, in 2016? Uh, I can't remember his, his first name. Uh, something right. Oh, uh, uh, not Dylan, not Mike. Uh, oh, something yeah, right. it is uh, Luke Wright. Luke, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, who is the last UK player to score a game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter of a senior day game as a senior? Game winning touchdown as a senior on senior day. In the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. I do like this trivia set, though, because that's that's the st- uh, every journalist's dream, right? Is to cap it off the senior day. Like last year, it was kind of a boring, you know, couple touchdown went over Louisville where they didn't play all that well, but Matt Ruffalo on senior day <laughs> gets redemption. Was it Rourke? Did he, he didn't score the touchdown, though. Koshik Williams did. Oh, it was Koshik Williams. Spider-Man. But that wouldn't been in fourth quarter, though. Yeah, I think Kentucky just so had that to, like, it. hold on to that lead. Right, yeah. That, that was a let's run out the clock and kind of get out of here sort of game. Um, I'm trying to think of just senior day wins. Yeah, because a lot of them were, in recent years, senior day wins have been against bad teams. Or, you know, a little bit, like you said, the Lamar one. Um, on the road. Yeah, uh, could it have been like a a Dickie Lions hmm. where they're playing Vanderbilt in like 2011? Senior or junior? Oh, could be a hint. Yeah, it's not, but it's... oh, okay. I think it's steer clear. 
Because maybe they put Randall. Maybe they had Randall Cobb go through senior days, junior. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, that, I don't. Did, who would he have beaten on the off Tennessee years at home for senior day? They, those, that team played every game close, though. Yeah, but we need to win. They didn't beat Tennessee. Yeah. So they, who would it have been against? Like a Vandy? Yeah. Potentially. All right, we can go Randall Cobb. But I do think it's like a Randall Cobb. Or uh, like a did they even person. honor him as a senior? Yeah, Cobb was never a, a, a senior. He didn't get. He did didn't get honored. Okay, I thought. I thought that's where you. That was were around going the time with. they started do. You know, that was like not uncommon. You'd see people that knew that they weren't coming back going through senior day. I thought that was where he was giving us the hit. But I, okay. I would be okay. Right, we've got to no say idea. Dickie Lines. Dickie I've, Lines Jr. I've got no clue. Gotta go back a little bit. It's Derek Ramsey against Tennessee in 1977. Against Tennessee, man, that's that's a great, he that's had, a fun stat. He had a one-yard touchdown run with five twenty-nine left to win the game twenty-one seventeen. Be electric, I'm sure. Final Gosh, five seventy-seven-two, and they were defense nine and one going into it. Defense was going to need to buckle down there to end it. Art Still and Co. Great stat. That's a, I love that stat. Thanks. Uh, so Bama's ranked in the top ten uh, this week. So when was the last time that UK defeated an AP poll ranked opponent on Senior Day? My brain always goes back to 16, but that game was on the road. Um, people forget that. I don't. Well, I do, but I don't. Great, great day. Beautiful Lamar afternoon. Fumbled, by the way. Yeah, and the marching band tried to like come over and talk smack to UK fans during the catwalk. Rutherford and Trevor try, are trying to say that's UK's watch shot game. Now, if U of L went on to win the national championship and beat UK in the playoff, then maybe it would be UK's fans. Watch I mean, we shot ruined game. their Hasman Trophy season. Like we can, yeah, we're gonna. We're going to hold that over their head. Like, Kentucky football has had other very nice moments since then. Well, it's it's also different if it's not the University of Kentucky just showing Lamar fumbling over and over. True. Like, it's just us True. talking smack. And like, it's just what? to rile them up, and yeah. they get they get riled. Yeah, like they, they fall forward every time. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, they put, like, Christian Watford. They, they bring him out once a year. They had him at an official IU camp to, like, redo the shot. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but uh, we digress. I I would think maybe uh, man, this is tough. It is tough, very tough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, just hit us with it, Corey, because I I would just guess Tennessee again. Nineteen seventy six, yeah. they beat number fifteen Florida twenty eight to nine. Oh, back when we used to get Florida in November. Oh man. Then the SEC just had to go cheating, and we only get the the Gators when it's hot and sticky outside. Uh, what UK player has the most passing yards in a senior day game by a senior? Uh, Tim Couch didn't play as a senior. Uh, Andre Woodson would be a, a decent guess. Stephen Johnson. Stephen Johnson was hurt, right? Yeah. For the but, game we just talked about on yeah, senior day? Didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. He came back on 17. They lost to Lamar. So, yeah, that doesn't even count either. Uh, I wouldn't think he had a ton of yards in. I would think Jared would have had a lot of yards, even though they didn't throw the ball as much in that first year of Rich Brooks. I don't think you can really go wrong with any uh, any of the names that we've thrown. What about, I don't know, Dusty Bonner wasn't a senior either. Yeah, let's just let's go Jared. Jared, let's okay. go Jared. He went to Jared. Y'all did, you, you did mention him, Andre Woodson. Mm. Passed for 430 yards against Tennessee in 2007, which was oh. also gosh, I forget. Yeah, that, that should have been that yeah. was also game went to overtime too. That was also my last home game as a uh, a student. So. God, I was there that for that one, Corey. Was, that was so it was brutal. Rough. Yep, it was oh. torture. Man, it's the game I learned how to hate Tennessee. They're just they're the absolute. I hate them long long before then. 
Uh, what UK player has the most receiving yards in a senior day game by senior? And, and just a hint, this is actually the record period for any game. So if, if you know the record, then you know this. Okay. Um, I don't know the record. It's not one Dale. I don't think. <clears throat> but this is, it would happen on a senior day. So who would that have been two years ago on senior day? It would have been Louisville. And there's, I no, they didn't it, throw yeah. it that much that game. No. Um, Couldn't be recent. Or that recent. Could it be just uh, Keo Sanford? <laughs> Somebody, ra- like a random air raid guy? Yeah, but was that his senior day that we just talked about that he didn't they have didn't the, the, yeah. the game? Yeah, that still could be a big game for him, potentially, although would have Corey have leaked that news to us? Or, yeah, like Andre Woodson's one, right, where they would have. But I don't think it's one of them. I think it is just. I think Craig East just has the same. It's got. I, I feel like it's. I could be very, very wrong about this, but I feel like it's got to be somebody a little bit older because I feel like it was when the, in the last fifteen years I would remember that X player has the all-time receiving record at UK. So I feel like it's got to be somebody a little bit older, maybe in the air raid. I think let's do. Probably. Let's do Craig East. Okay. Craig East is right. Two hundred and sixty-nine yards against Vanderbilt in nineteen ninety-eight. A lot of yards. Two sixty-nine. A lot of yards. That was the that punched their ticket to the Outback Bowl, the Rely Quest Bowl. Actually, got to get our brands correct. Last one: What UK player has the most rushing yards in a senior day game by a senior? Uh, Benny Snell would be a solid guess, but he was not a senior. True. Yeah, and I love this. Had four touchdowns, but that was the year prior as a junior. Um, who? Uh, boom. Oh, wait, that was on the road. Dang it. And he and, was a junior. And yeah. boom, boom left. Yeah. yeah, he left early. Um, man, all the, the bell cows. Could it have been C Rod? Did, did he run it up last year? I think he had over 100 yards. Yeah, but it wasn't like a any sort of eye opening. It wasn't like a Mo Williams. I mean, he Wait, didn't he, he he didn't win the Chanel. He didn't win the MVP. Right. So. Yeah. So he would have. Yeah. How about Artus Penner? That's a good guess. Yeah. Let's 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 give Artus Penner a swing. Roush again. <laughs> two, two hundred twenty-four yards against Vanderbilt in two thousand two. Let the two. Good job, Nick. Good job. Impressive. Oh, All right, we got to take a break, Corey. Are you hanging around for a little bit longer, or are you bouncing? Uh, about 7.45, yeah. Okay, all right, we'll take a break. Corey won't leave, so we'll get to say goodbye to him a little bit later. We got to go, but fun trivia Thursday. Corey will be back. We'll talk more about trivia, other things, all the other world problems on Kentucky Roll Call when we return. I Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. What can I do with five dollars? See, I don't know. Buy a bullet and rent a gun. <laughs> Welcome back, Trivia Thursday here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. No better way to get your day started than popping inside of Thornton's as a refresh and reward member. Nick Roush, it's free coffee Thursday. Is it? Is don't isn't that a thing? I thought you said every, Thursday. So. I thought you said it was every Thursday. Well, 
They didn't do it you're last the, week, so I think it was just a you're October the thing. You're the coffee guy. I'm, let me double check. I'm just going to pull oh. up my Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. It's very easy to use. It is easy to use. Um, they got plenty of rewards on there. And um, uh, nope, but I do have 15 cents off again. All right. Roush will pay for your coffee at Thornton's today. Just Venmo <laughs> him. Whatever your Ooh. coffee costs, that's on him. Buy one, get one Cheetos mac and cheese. Free huh? cap and crunch bar with a Starbucks drink. Scoots is pumped. Cheetos mac and cheese. Tell me more. Yeah, buy one, get one. Cheetos mac and cheese. Scoots is a big mac and cheese guy. Oh, yeah. You'll learn that about him as you're older. Had some mac and cheese last night for dinner. Good. Not as good as some of the selections they have from Thornton's, though. Stop in. Fuel yourself. Download that app. Become a Refresh and Rewards member. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. We've got Corey Price for about another five minutes. Uh, do we have any oh, first segment texters? Should we read some texts? Yeah, let's see what they have to say. And here I thought Scoots was the mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> nope, just Pleasure Town. John. Ville. Pleasureville. That's correct. John here. Good morning, everyone. All right, guys. I'm getting into an old man fun now. I've taken up liking to I've taken up a liking to doing some crafts with adding an extra flair. Hey. Would you all ever do a train station town setup? It would be cool to make Kentucky basketball themed one. We'll got to go chat with you later. I like Rutherford's dad's train setup, but I feel like I have to be really old to do something like that and have just a ton of free time. Yeah, I think I like to the point of the amount of free time I'd have where I'm doing train sets. I would do something else. I've probably written several books. I've fathered many children. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know how far you have to get in free time to get to the train set. That being said, I do think they're fun to look at. So, I do think it'd be fun to make, but like to the level of Mr. Rutherford's, no chance in France. I could ever do that. A um, a fun, odd place to go to. It's Intertrainment Station or something. It's just north of Cincinnati. And it's it, it, basically they turned an enormous warehouse into one giant train, train village. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just, it's cool. It's like, wow, they really. The detail, the of, amount of, of it. Like a lot it, of free time. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really cool. Ross, did you say entertainment? Oh, yeah. Entertainment. That's station. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great play on words. Great play on words. Uh, but, John, that's cool. You got free time. Hope you find things to do with it. Uh, well, okay. We'll save We'll save the political text. And then the other one I don't think came in. Oh, this other one did come in in the first segment. Is Am I wrong thinking this is the ultimate trap game for Alabama? They've had four start. They've had four start tough games against rival opponents. I think they mean straight. Yep. Noon kickoff, low 40s for pregame warm-up. Seems ripe for a slow start for the Tide. Also saw some metrics where Milrow is not great with the deep ball. We have to keep the short balls in front of us and tackle. We've really struggled tackling over the last four games. Peace, John and Lake Forest. Oh, hope everything's going well in Lake Forest, John. I was just out there a couple days ago. For work, uh, Milrow's I, really good at the deep ball. That's like the one thing he does well. He's he's not uh, an efficiency machine, but um, he's got twelve. I think they have thirteen play pass plays of forty plus yards, and twelve of them have been touchdowns. Um, he's he's good at ripping it deep, but his ten point four yards per attempt, second in the SEC, it's it's very inflated because of just those deep those long balls. Um, that's kind of what he does. I I don't. Where they really struggle with TJ is uh, he's he hasn't gotten sacked as much as Will Levis did a year ago, but his sack rate's much higher. So per drop back, he's getting sacked, I want to say, like 30% of the time. Will Levis' last year was like 19. So 
Uh, I don't even think it was that high. So where you can get them is by actually getting him to the ground, getting home. Uh, I think they've allowed 37 sacks this year. So if you can sack the quarterback, put them in uncomfortable situations, um, they aren't incredibly efficient running the football either. So, uh, And they aren't just like last week they had 42 points against LSU, but for the most part they're playing in the in the 20s. So I don't know if it's necessarily a trap game. I know Nick Saban has been fighting against that all week, talking about we don't want to get complacent. Um, you know, th- this is not the time. Um, but like, it's not like there's a, this is the, the kind of towards the end of the stretch. They got Chattanooga and then the Iron Bowl, um, which they should win as well. So I, all those other factors, I, I think this is more just about Alabama not being like, they're good and they're still top 10 Alabama, but they aren't normal, uh, steamroller, Mac Jones, Heisman trophy candidates, Alabama. Right, like that. This is Alabama light. Corey, before you got to run, how do you feel about it? Uh, pr- pretty much what Nick said. Uh, I worry though if if we bring pressure on on the QB, uh, he has the ability to escape, and we saw what uh, he can do with his feet uh, last week. So, um, uh, like I said, uh, he said he's been sacked a lot. So I'm um, I'm hoping we can bring the pe- pressure and keep him in in the pocket and creates some uh, havoc that way. Um, I think I think we played them like 41 times before, and we've only scored 20 points against them, I think, three times ever. So Yeah. That's, uh, this is a, hey, um, defense, keep the cats in it. Offense, get get to 24. Yeah. Pretty, you yeah, kind of got to get to 24 it, yeah. to have a chance. Yep. Um, but I will, to, to the Texas point, this Alabama team, it seems like they – if they are locked in and they're with it, and Corey, we know you got to run. Thank you so much again for another fun trivia Thank Thursday, and I'm glad you got uh, you got on TV on Monday because that was really cool what you did. So well done, buddy. Thanks, guys. You deserved sure. it. We'll see you next week. All right, see you. I'll ha- see you Saturday. That's right, Saturday. In the press box, Catter one day. final game. I'll see you all on the field after the Cats win. Yeah, right. here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you gonna be wearing your blue, TJ? Kentucky wants you to wear your blue. Oh, or is it a blue? They said wear blue. I actually have it's a, a, a apparel dilemma that I was going to bring oh, up on today's show. Really? Uh-huh. So and that re- that is something regarding blue. It's going to be a blowout for a UK blowout. So. Hey, there we go. It sure <laughs> is. It sure <laughs> is. Uh, Milrose, I'll, I'll get to the apparel dilemma here in a second. Roush, you're right. To, to the texture's point, though, it does seem like this Alabama team is – if they're if they're locked in, they can you know kind of win comfortably by two possessions against Tennessee and LSU. If they're not locked in, South Florida, terrible terrible football team, can be competitive with them. Arkansas, a terrible terrible football team, can be competitive with them. Uh, but again, if they're locked in, they can beat ranked Mississippi by double digits as well, and they can beat the snot out of Mississippi State just like the well, Cats did. So. I agree with the texter. If they don't have the right mindset, if Alabama doesn't have the right mindset coming in for reasons that he laid out, I do think there's a reason this spread is 10 or 11 points. And here's the other thing too, TJ, being quote-unquote locked in for 14-point wins. I mean, they got a late scoop and score with like eight minutes on the clock at Tennessee. That was a one-score game the entire time. Uh, Same thing with LSU. That was a one-score game until Jane Daniels throws an interception and gets hit and was sacked and he's out for the game. I mean, those were... The, the the as impressive as that game was statistically, they 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 
aren't just all of a sudden some world beaters. And my point is, and I'm not trying to necessarily say that. My point is, though, that like they obviously can beat good teams. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. And they, they can win those games, not necessarily down to the last possession, although you're right that those scores may be a little bit more lopsided than they were. But, you know, they, they, they still are beating good teams. Kentucky hasn't beaten a good team. Yeah, and I would also add, too, that they haven't been on the road in a month. True, yeah, and and they've know. been again. It's been a mixed bag on the road. They dominated Mississippi State just like Kentucky did, but the A and M game was close, and the South Florida game inexplicably was close. So, Texter, I'm maybe there with you. And to go back to Milrow and what he can and can't do, Roush is right. Like the deep ball actually is going to be concerning. But the interesting thing that I I read this week is how Roush he basic like the middle of the field is just. A no man's land for Alabama's passing attack. They very rarely go to the middle of the field, whether short, intermediate, or long. It's because so they're risky throws. They're fr- they, they don't want to. They are, and think about where most of UK's interceptions come from. It seems like middle of the field, or at least inside the box. So, I hope UK is ready to adjust to that. They're going to try to get people out in the flats and get people near the sideline and break tackles. And that texture's right. UK's had issues with tackling which has not really been a, a tradition under Mark Soup. Usually it's a pretty sure tackling team, but that's what Alabama's going to do. They're going to take their deep shots. They're going to try to pick on UK secondary. Let's hope it doesn't happen. And besides that, Roush, they're going to try to get the ball to their playmakers out near the sidelines and just hope that UK, that they've got better athletes than Kentucky. And they do. So UK needs to be ready for that. They need to play probably, again, as I mentioned yesterday, an A, an a game. The, the other thing that worries me, I don't know how much it worries you, it's not to the degree of which some texters will text into the Thornton's text line and just say, ah, running quarterback. Kentucky's going to get after him. It's just getting him down. I mean, this isn't horse grenades, TJ. And Kentucky's been really good at horse grenades this year, but they haven't always brought him down. And I'm I'm worried about how frustrated I'm going to be that Kentucky's got pressure on Milrow, but he's able to escape the pocket and then either make a big play with his legs or throw it downfield. Yeah, that that's that's the part that I think is going to be frustrating I, on Saturday. See, I'm I'm more concerned about what the secondary is going to do. You sound a little bit more concerned about the front seven making it easy on the secondary. Like they need to do their job up front. Well, because I think that the secondary it probably does start kind up front. of is what they are. You True. know, so the the True. the de- the front the defensive line they can be the differentiators, right? Like they they can they can put Alabama behind the chains and force Milrow to make mistakes, which he hasn't. That That's really been the the trademark. You know, they talk about the production, but really the, the, he's cut back on a lot of the bad mistakes in the last four weeks. He's, he's due. And Kentucky's due, too. They haven't had and here's the, here's the tricky a bunch part. of turnovers in one game since the Vanderbilt game. Here's the tricky part is you, you don't historically blitz a rushing quarterback. So when we're talking about the people up front for UK need to do their job, we, we're saying that kind of one-on-one against Alabama's offensive line, which has been a little Jekyll and Hyde because we know who oh, their yeah. offensive line coach is. Uh-huh. So we, if you're going to be at the game Saturday, you're going to be watching on TV, and you see Milrow kind of sitting back and having time, that's, it may be that's, frustrating, that's, yeah. but it's by design. I mean, it's not by design to give him time. You're going to want eventually, but you're going to go one-on-one, and you like your front seven, or at least you hope you like your front seven, but if, I think that's how you get in trouble is trying to send a lot of people. And I'm normally pretty aggressive mm. defensively. I love seeing the heat sent. But if you're going to bring people at him, one, it just takes one missed tackle, and he may be able to run for a touchdown. Big run. 
And two, he may be able to get it out, and then you're you're trusting your DBs. You cannot miss a tackle, or it's a touchdown because you just don't have enough bodies back there. Right? I, I would like to see the because, uh, like, you're right. It you make them you, drive. You and yeah, and make Milrow throw it underneath. Mm-hmm. You know, but yes. at the same time, I want to see Trevin Wallace on the delayed blitz. <laughs> well, you, you can be opportunistic. I mean, it doesn't mean you never do it, but it, you're just I don't think you're going to do like jail blitzes. Once yeah, every yeah, possession yeah. Like, or anything like that. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. And it's exciting that UK seems as mostly healthy as they've been going into this game, uh, which is kind of a rarity for UK athletics. But I'm not talking myself into a UK win. But if it's a like, if I'm thinking about leaving at halftime because UK is losing so badly, I'll be upset and think yeah, that like yeah. this should not well, be the case. Kentucky should have a chance in the second half. I don't know if that's a lowering of the bar, but it is Alabama. They have been the gold standard of football for the last two decades, although Georgia probably starting to kind of knock them off their perch a little bit. But it's a, it's a game that I feel like Vegas has a better feel on it than I think UK fans that are a little bit more doom and gloom. Yeah, and to your point, the 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 stats about Stoops against top 10 teams are starting to become a thing. Just how badly they've gotten beaten in those games. <laughs> Um, I think he's Stoops is one in ten all time, and maybe one in ten. Uh, like that's outright in against the spread. Like they're either they beat Florida, I think, who was ranked tenth, and then everybody else they're just kind of getting smashed. And those are usually games that are on prime time. You you've got a big stage. You want to at least show that you're competent against the best of the best in the sport. And so hey. Go out there and show it. Please. For the love of Pete. Please. You can do it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Get your texts into the show. 502-414-1450. We'll talk more about the Cats and the Tide in this show. And obviously tomorrow previewing it as well. Uh, but it's been a fun hour. It's not quite over yet. we got about another minute or two. I was just seeing where we want to go here. Uh, let's read some texts in the meantime. Let's do it. All right. Here's the one that we didn't want to like get Corey's thoughts on or waste Corey's time with. But not trying to get all political, but I think about the teacher we've had all – I think about that teacher we've all had that just handed out worksheets every day and then sat at their desk all class. That was Jacqueline Coleman as a teacher. Always find it funny when she and Andy talk about how much they care about education. You just go up to her desk, ask a question. She'd have to pause her Obama video, guess working on politics when you're supposed to be teaching worked out. Well, for her political career, just stop lying to the people about being an educator, Jackie. You never really were one. Whoa. Somebody's really anti-Jacqueline Co- Coleman. And Jacqueline Coleman's listened to this show every day. She's been a loyal listener since 18, Scoots. And if she, if she turns it off because of that text, that's I mean, going to be a problem. I'm, I'm not uh, informed enough to know, but does any vice governor or whatever the hell they're called, do they... Do they isn't that always a figurehead job? Like, what I do think they actually he's do? saying this texter, he or she, the texter, is saying that I had Jack Jacqueline Coleman as an instructor and she never taught. She like so her teacher stuff is just a disguise. Oh, oh, okay. Which like you have to do some I mean, I'm sure there's a little hyperbole. You can't just pass out worksheets twenty four seven. I mean, that's that's a lot of teachers. That's not good though. Teachers should be teaching, not yeah. passing out worksheets. That being said, this is probably somebody that's maybe this a little disgruntled. To, well, they're also trying to be cute. Well, yeah. they probably just didn't enjoy their experience having Jacqueline Coleman as a teacher. Which don't you have teachers you didn't love? Yeah. I did. Yeah, everybody yeah. does. 
Um, but she's going to be lieutenant governor for another four years. The question is, are they going to are they going to run her for governor after Bashir? And who would the Republicans put out there? Oh, uh, Michael Adams is already going to be he's next governor. Confirmed? Yeah, um, he may not want it. No, I'm confirmed. Yes, yeah, I see 15 seconds, buddy. All right, suck it, Scoots. Hour number two, Kentucky Just roll call. Suck yeah, it. suck it, Scoots. Hello, Kansas. Over? You say over? I heard the family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it in. We'll do our best to read it on air. And remember, you get double points at Salsaritas if you go after 6 p.m., one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. That's good for online orders as well. So download that Salsaritas app. That's where the rewards go. That's where the double points go. So you got to have that. Oh, I love the double points. And it's basically like I think you're, you know, once you get 100 points, you get $10 off. So if you're getting double, you're working towards getting $10 off in. Moy rapido. Is that how you say it, Scoots? Yeah. Okay. I know Very you're good. Our, you're our resident Spanish speaking um, radio. Although, as little as I've worked at the hotel the last three weeks, I don't know. I might be forgetting some of it. It's muy rapido. We love salsaritas. You will as well. Wildly addictive chips. And again, after 6 p.m., double points. Keep them in mind for catering. Salsaritas and Kentucky Roll Call, a match made it's in heaven. It's simply the best. Roush, UofL Media and the UofL Basketball Twitter account are a match made in heaven. Man, I, I'm, I'm shocked by what the Louisville Basketball Twitter account did. Scooch, are you up to date with this story? I guess not. No, this was. So here's Kenny Payne hasn't had a great relationship with the media because he doesn't talk to them. He talks to Bozich, kind of in the Calipari school of like, uh, you know. I don't, I don't need. I him. don't have to. But the difference is, is he just had a four and twenty-eight season. So you would think you might try to spend your offseason galvanizing a little fan support, a little media support. Um, his predecessors used to do that all the time. And you know what? If you throw, the, if you just ding a lot of little carrot, they'll go for it. We talked about it, you know, a month or two ago. Like if you just bring them a bottle of bourbon, they'll do whatever you you want. But quite literally, it's what yeah. Satterfield did, and U of L Media was they just like he's back, baby. All of their water. This is going to be his big year. He's not going to lose by a million to UK. Nope, and he did, still did. But so it was already a sort of tenuous relationship, particularly that this year, TJ Louisville fans aren't as delusional as they typically are. They know they suck, and we even our pal Mike Rutherford after. They beat UMBC 94-93. He wasn't trying to um he wasn't trying to say like, oh, cards are back. Like he knew they got away with one there. Uh, particularly the no calls there at the end of the game. He wasn't going to pretend otherwise. Well, um another local radio host, Drew Diener, he took issue with Kenny Payne saying they practiced the the last minute play. That so after U of L won in that fashion that they did on against UMBC, just a hilarious finish. Still, I think the game of the college basketball season up to this point. 
Kenny Payne said, we we practice that play every day. Every day we practiced where if you're in trouble, you just throw it up near the rim and you dunk it. And I told him after the game, isn't it funny how everything that we practice ends up mattering in the games? And it was a valuable teaching lesson for Kenny Payne. And the Cards won because of something that they had been practicing in practice. And yes, other radio shows, including right here on Big X Sports Radio, Mike Rutherford, all had the same reaction. BS. Y'all <laughs> don't practice that play. Throw it up to the rim. Give me a break. And with like how wild that that sequence was, it was kind of like, Kenny, what are you talking about? Y'all don't practice that play. So U of L, they could have picked many radio shows. I don't think us. I don't think we got into that Kenny Payne quote. But no. U of L shows, you could have picked probably any of them in town. And basically, if you're a U of L fan and you want a radio show, somewhere in town's going to probably give it to you. Yep. And they all did it. U of L basketball Roush came back with the receipts. They pulled practice footage of U of L scoots working on this exact play. They synced it up with the Diener audio, and, and the game, boy, did and they the game stuff too. And then yeah. they showed the end, so they showed the practice, the end of the game, and it was all synced up with the Diener audio. And they brought out the Joan Gotcha girls, and they said, "Hey, Diener, we got you, buddy. Joan's got you. She's going to get you." The only yeah. issue is Scoots is everything with it. <laughs> they Be- did this for a one-point win over UMBC. They pulled out receipts after a one-point win over UMBC, <laughs> giving up 93 points in their home arena in front of 2,000 fans, if even that. Just and to sec- clap back at the media. And secondly, like again, just to clap back. Secondly. The what everybody goes to after they see this clip from U of L is why are you all practicing that every day? That is a <laughs> dumb, dumb drill to can be you, practicing. Can you practice defense? You practice not giving up ninety three points to UMBC. Can you have one person that can stay in front of their man and on the ball man to man defense? How about you do a little bit of that instead of this wacky throw it up and score play? Goodness gracious. So was the practice clip, was it with the players that they have now? It was this season. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, they they, they have practiced that play. <laughs> That's wild. But it's but like it's the all, audacity I mean, to – There are you, – You have no goodwill, and you're already like, – you're, you're using whatever – It's like, okay, well, we got to win. You should, you should just keep winning. There are freshman teams that probably have more advanced practices than this U of L men's basketball team. If you have to teach your guys that if you're in trouble, throw it near the basket, then that's that's troublesome. Because who was it? Was it Trey White that threw that up there? Uh, the pass? Yes. I think it was. Because if Trey White, who was in trouble and committed a pretty egregious foul that should have been called and would have brought the ball the length of the court down to the other end for free throws and probably would have cost U of L the loss, that doesn't get called. Roush, if not for that practice with Kenny Payne, he probably would have punted the ball into the stands. He wouldn't have known what to do with it. <laughs> what do I do? What hop, do I do? Time's potato. running out. Oh, I'm just going to kick it. No, you idiot. You don't kick the ball. It's not. This is basketball. Of course, you are, like you know to get the ball near the rim. That's the whole concept of the game. This is. I imagine Kenny Payne running practices and being like, all right, first 10 minutes, get a partner, bounce passes. Oh, that's like your third and fourth grade practice? Yeah. yeah. All right, now we're going to practice one-handed bounce passes to the side. Ooh, an overhead pass. I, But there is a part of me, Roush, that just respects the hell out of UofL for saying, you know what? I mean, middle point, fingers, middle uh, fingers. Uh, uh, we don't care if we beat UMC by one. We don't care if this is a stupid drill. You're wrong, Diener, and we proved it. I mean, you know, there's a little part of that. 
Gosh, it's just such an indictment on how low the program is right now. You're clapping back at local media from a one-point win on a broken – I mean, they won on a broken play, and you're trying to act like this was some coaching genius from Kenny Payne. It's a broken play. He fouled a guy, ripped the ball up, and threw it up to a guy. It's just like of all things, you know, of all things. Maybe just maybe, maybe just be just, happy you got the win yeah, and, and not everybody's panicking and freaking out. And instead, you're making it another thing, and you're pissing off the people who are rallying up the fans and rallying against you. Like, because no – and you're just going to lose Friday to Chattanooga. Well, you're just going to lose to them. <laughs> they're a better basketball team than you so, are. Well, maybe that's the, their thought. It's like, well, we got to get our shots they're in. Gonna, they're going to win on like a half-court shot, and they're going to pull that audio. Oh, my audio of being well, like, you're going to lose half-court shots every shoot-around. <laughs> Couldn't this just be a bad media or a social media stunt, though? Like, but, the, whoever's in charge of their social media? I think what U of L would say is that, like, we were just, you know, we were just having fun. We're not trying to, like, give – Dean or a noogie or anything like that. We just want like we're having a good time. It's media, but you know what they should do if you're U of L? Have Kenny Payne go on his show and be like, yeah, but, you know, we do practice some stuff, don't you know? Like turn it into a fun bit instead of like us versus the media. Yeah, because you're not winning that. And I mean, you very rarely does anybody ever win fan versus media. To your question, too, Scoots, I'm Excuse sure me. they have a social media a, per, a young person who runs their social media who doesn't get to do many fun things. At all, mm-hmm. um, is usually just posting uh, graphics of losing scores, and then it says final. Um, but I think they got a good idea. But they they have bosses they have to run that by. So I don't think it was just some rogue person. Like that, that took some time and effort to create that clapback. And they had to go dig through the practice footage, ask people, "Hey, do you know which practice you, we might be able to find this?" I oh, mean, it, all of them. We yeah. practice at every practice. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it was nice and easy. Got to throw it up to the room. <laughs> Gosh, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh man, Carter at home tonight. They got the glow in the dark uniforms. Yeah, I, we'll get to that here in a moment. I did tell the wife. I was like, we need to go to a couple more U of L. I don't know why my camera's not working. Scoots. Just oh. won't even let me turn it on. Log out, try it again. I'll start a new one. Um, but anyways, I was telling the wife, I was like, we got to go to some UofL basketball games this year because it's probably going to be the last year that you'll have some real estate being yeah. able to go to the games. Have the kids Like, come, have the kid yeah. be able to run around the whole aisle, basically have a section to ourselves. Could call it the Walker family section. I mean, in all seriousness, like that, it's not going to be like this forever, UofL. Now, one more bad hire, and you start to wonder... You know. Did they tear the Yum Center down? I mean, they might have to because who's going to go to do anything there? Just need concerts five nights a week. And Louisville's a big concert town. A lot of big nightlife here in, in the big city. Oh, yeah, the biggest nightlife. L. speaking of nightlife, it's a neon glow game at night for L. They have glow-in-the-dark jerseys, speaking of gimmicks. Uh, so Rutherford is making a big deal out of this gimmick, and I, I'm, I'm right there with him because I – I think it's a whole like it's the most, it's something my child would would just love, and it's something my child would think is the coolest thing ever, and that's why I enjoy it because I know my three and four year olds like jerseys that glow in the dark. Here's the problem though, TJ. Like we, they don't the games. There's lights on. Yeah. So it's just black that, uniforms. But I guess when they run out into the field and they're going to do a light show, it's going to look cool. And did you see the video they made for it? All right, and I that. I, I enjoyed the the hokiness of that video too. I, I mean, I, I know I'm being a big softy saying it, but it's it's like a superhero 
oh my gosh, he's at the diner. And the John glows. L. Smith is in the video. John L. Smith is in it? Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. And you know that Brian Hudson is the, the guy. I, I thought that, I, I assumed that that was him. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go tonight. Should I wear my my neon? Is that is that what I'm supposed to wear? I will say, if you were like on a, the dark shirt, if you were a college student and your football team's eight and one, and it's the glow game oh, on Thursday dude. night, drugs. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> talking more about like the promiscuous of being a college student, glow neon, you know, around straight Thursday to drugs. Night, you just went drugs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is know, when I think of like are? drugs and glow, that's more of like yeah. we're watching a movie in a dark room. You know, you never did. Did you miss the day glow phase where it was like the paint parties and all that stuff? You ever did that? Yeah, but those were like dark, like secluded basements, right? No, no, no. like it was like in warehouses, and you'd have paint and people, and yeah, yeah. I never actually went. Never actually went, went to like to one in a warehouse. The only ones I ever went to were like in basements. Um, yeah, I, like with the paint and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking more of just like an excuse. Well, an excuse to do drugs. <laughs> sure, drugs. Roush is right. Drugs. Drugs. Just, drugs. Neon yeah. game. Drug drugs. City at, at Ellen Fed Fred Drug Stadium. Anybody knows where? Anybody knows where to find some mushrooms? Hit up Roush. It would be so funny <laughs> if the student section did just look like a rave. Like, <laughs> uh, can you please turn down the electric music in the student section? But it would be fun. Like, it, it's. Virginia, I mean, especially Virginia. They're it's Virginia, so bad. and it's a gimmick game, and you've got an ACC championship spot on the line. It'll probably be a good atmosphere oh, for it, the Cards can, tonight. And, like, Virginia, to do it against them, I mean, think about Locke in one of those paint party settings. Well, there's neon, because it's the most uncomfortable a Virginia fan can be. Yeah. yeah. Do, do we think Locke's going to be there, rocking his Cavalier? I think Locke will be there. I need to find him. I wish he'd get back on some radio. Yeah, we need... Miss hearing that guy's we, bad Do picks. we have his number? Can we call him? I do have Locke's number. We can't call him. 502, he always says he's got like a non-compete, supposedly. It's like, how long is this non-compete? It's been six years. Buddy. <laughs> 502-414-1450. He's just, his takes, I, I can't wait for the day we get Locke takes back on the radio because there you know he's been saving them up for a few years. They're horrible, and he just has such a disdain for UK athletics that he, he's fun to listen to. Oh, it's fun man. to listen to. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, John here again. LOL. Thanks again for relating or not relating to what I was ranting about. Some states and cities may be losing when it comes to elections, but they're winning when it comes to changing stickers on a basketball court. Yay for the USA. I'll talk with you next time. New, cor- new court. They put it down. Ever yep. up just to make sure it probably fit and worked. Something with the volleyball courts or something that just doesn't match up with this court or whatever the bogus excuse is. Roush, I, I guess they have to get, yeah. They're going to do it before December 2nd. The question is, is it going to be the Miami game or will it be before the Miami game? What I had been led to believe was the Miami game was going to be the secret surprise. Like, everybody's thinking it's going to be the next week, and then you show up at Miami, uh, which, which, by the way, is going to be an awesome atmosphere, but we'll get to more of that. Be- better Thor's. than the John Wall we'll, UNC atmosphere. We'll get, we'll get to that here in a moment. Pretty convenient being a libertarian. You can go on. It, I mean, it's very easy being a libertarian. People do what they it's want. Pretty what a, easy what a, to what a, be, sho- what a shocking stance. It's easy to be in any political party. You can you uh, just say it. you're in it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you can go on about freedom, but when it's something like abortion rights is on the table, you can default to, well, it's actually about the state's rights to fall in line with the rest of the conservatives. Everything should be state's rights. That's, that's like a libertarian way to... Like, like that, we shouldn't, you know, if you're living in just the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, is it should 
Washington, D.C. tell you everything that you should or shouldn't be doing with your life? Or should you have more local forms of government? You should have more local forms of government. That's that you you can rip on libertarians a lot, but that's a bad that's a bad ripping on. That's a bad take. Didn't Bashir perform exceptionally well in eastern Kentucky counties that were impacted by the flood? Show up for the people positively, impact their lives, and they'll vote for you. That's why sometimes it's hard to knock out an incumbent, is because Daniel Cameron wasn't going to communities with big old checks. You know? Yeah. That looks better. It was taxpayer money. It's not like it's coming out of Bashir's pocket, but it's a good it's a good opportunity to rally people in a community when you come and you say, look, $100,000 back to you all, $1.5 million back to you all. People like that sort of thing. Not saying that's why Bashir won. And I had some people in eastern Kentucky that were not very happy with the way that the flood was handled. That being said, the numbers proved that the majority of people there were happy with the way Bashir handled things. I mean, that was pretty – that was the most shocking stuff is just kind of how Appalachia region – going up to like Moorhead and then over Lexington 64 corridor, how that was bluer than people thought it was going to be. So that's where he won the election. And people were uh, people in that region more so than what I was led to believe were impressed with what he did. So that could be a hand up. I'm wrong situation. Obviously I was TJ seems upset. Andy won. I, I wasn't an Andy Bashir fan. That's okay. Not everybody has to agree on everything politically. He did one fair and square, and he'll be the governor of the next four years, and I give him my, my full support. Wow, an assistant did the coach's show, and it didn't become a massive ordeal and an indictment on the state of the program? Imagine. Roush, any rebuttal to that? Yeah, I mean, it was a Tuesday because the basketball show bumped it, so Stoops didn't want to do it. I mean, I, I think that that happens. Now, I would also say, too, that um, Stoops has – well, I guess Cal and Stoops probably do the same amount of shows. Like, the seasons are just about as long, right? About three months? November to March. So, it's a little, so August, August so to Cal December. So, Cal has a few more um, coaches shows obligations than Stoops. Um, it's also, like, Stoops has a – football is very routinized. So, when – I mean, it's the same schedule every single week. Basketball – you have the Tuesday Fridays, and sometimes there's a Monday, so the coaches' show gets moved around, and I think there's a little bit more understanding there. But here, here's the the bottom line, texture at, at the at the genesis of what you're getting at is that uh, Kentucky football fans have liked what they've heard from their football coach, generally speaking, more than their basketball coach as of late. Um, but, like, at the same time, they both step in it. I mean, Stoops did the pony up thing. He's going to take crap from that for a while. Cal Perry, the basketball school, like, they're both going to say dumb stuff and step in it. But uh, I think there's more people in the media ticked off about him, Cal, not doing his coach's show. It's it's not doing pregame stuff because it's easy. And here, here's, a, here's a stupid thing that I'm mad about. We had early signing day yesterday. Samto Cyril. And Boogie Flander officially Wildcats. What does John Calipari think yes. about them? This is like the one thing I care about people signing is you can finally ask them about the players and they can go on record about it. We didn't even get a freaking statement from Cal. That makes me un it makes me so mad and it shouldn't. It should not make me that mad, TJ. But like that's the kind of dumb stuff where I'm like, Cal, can we not just and, and they're playing a game tomorrow? Do I need to have Cal preview Texas AM Commerce? No. But it would be very easy for him to just do the double dip and talk about Boogie and Samto and then more on the recruiting class. And then you spend, you know, it doesn't have to be a long to do. 
I, I just that that that's the part that I think you're getting more annoyance from the media than actual like skipping call in shows. Well, to the Texter's point, like Texter, see, there's just people people just don't like Calipari as much in the media and he's sitting right across from me right now. So yeah, like they're just yeah. going to complain about I mean, they're just not going to be consistent with complaints because they, they feel differently about people. Um yeah, and, like, for, and, and it's not all just like Made up imaginary. They have reasoning and rationale. Ralph just gave you yours. Whether they're stupid, or not. it's it's dumb, but also at the same time, like <clears throat> like uh, what you're alluding to, Texer is real. Yeah, you know, like it's not yeah. made up. And, and here's the other part too: is like I haven't gone to a Mark Stoops Thursday press conference in forever, and they're boring, and nothing <laughs> comes from them. But he still shows up, and he still does it, and he gets it over with. And that's the part about Cal. That's but is Cal going to talk today to the media? No, it's Trey Mitchell and. Um, Antonio Reeves. No no coach at all. No coach at all. Yeah, you know, I, I think that what it says in their contracts, they need to do. So, if it says they need to do their coaches' shows, they need to do their coaches' shows. If you miss I, one, that's understandable. Yeah, but usually there's like a recruiting obligation or something. I get if it. If it says you need to do your, you know, pre- and post-game obligations, you need to do those things. I am surprised they didn't just release, you know, like very stupid filler. Yeah, canned. Just, like, I don't even care quotes about the, about uh, about yeah. those recruits. My thought would be like, okay, it was yesterday. They're going to talk with the media today. They'll address the recruits today. But, but if they're not talking, then yeah, yeah that's it's, a little it's interesting. Very silly. Like, I, I like don't, it's, it's 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 one of those things where you like Deb, just make something up and say Cal is this good. I don't even care. But like, it's the uh, yeah, and and this is me being on a dumb, stupid soapbox. I get it. I know I'm sounding like very petty, um, but that yeah, yeah, I digress. Also, I think. If I don't even care if he misses, I don't. I don't like listening to the coaches' show either. But the ones after, like Cal going after the game to talk to the fans, I think is a very unique Kentucky basketball thing, mm -hmm. and like that's something that he shouldn't take for granted. That a thousand people are going to hang yeah, out. Yeah, something that hopefully survives him. You know, that hopefully is a UK basketball tradition, regardless of. Yeah, the that's that's very cool. It is cool. A lot do. of people really like that. It kind of puts a bow on the evening for him. Yeah. So. Uh, let's put a bow on this segment. Come back. We'll keep getting at the Thornton's text line. We'll preview all the sports ball going oh, on this great, evening. Great football action on Amazon Prime. I know Scoots can't wait to watch the Bears and the Panthers. Bears, Wolf. Panthers, Thursday night football. If you're not getting together with the boys for beers and one of the best Thursday night football games of all time, then what are you doing? This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Bro, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't ever leave me. Ever. Good. Because I'd find you. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you are looking for the perfect gift for somebody you don't really know what to get, ShadyRays.com. Who's saying no to polarized sunglasses? Nobody. There's something you can have, and you can always have an extra pair. You can have one that you leave in your car. You can have one that you leave in your golf bag. You can have one that you leave on the boat. Whatever you need sunglasses for, which is pretty much anytime you're outside, Shady Rays is going to have you covered, and you're going to save 40% with promo code BIGX at checkout. 
They've got the classic black timber polarized shades. They've got Oakmont tortoise shades. Those are really sharp. I love looking at those. They've got the signature series. They all look like the big designer brand sunglasses, but they don't carry that price tag with them. And you can buy with confidence knowing if you lose them, break them, something happens to them, or you just want your order resent to you, small processing fee, and boom, you get your sunglasses back just like that, and you'll be saving 40% with the promo code BIGX at checkout. Shady Rays, the best polarized sunglasses, perfect gift-giving opportunity. Go ahead and cross off the people on your list with some Shady Rays at ShadyRays.com. Two physical locations. Bigger, exier, shadier. Ray, Shady Rays. Ray, Ray years. TJ, Ray's what here. did you send to the text line? Uh, it was I am, what wh- Roush and I were talking about during the break. I'm fascinated. Uh, the, the old Reddit story of the poop knife. Yep. Good old poop knife. Have you ever heard that? I'm not familiar with it, no. It it was really popular on Reddit. I mean, we're probably coming up on, like, close maybe to 10 years, but, like, maybe seven years or something. People forget 2016 was seven years ago. Isn't that crazy to think about? Mm -hmm. Regardless, uh, this was a story that went, like, super viral on Reddit, and Roush was kind of referring to when he was in high school, he would always clog toilets, and I said, oh, did you have a poop knife? And this, it was referencing this story that I thought most people knew. Roush was familiar with it or remembered it. I guess you didn't see it, but mm. that's not surprising with Pekin, Indiana. Yeah, probably didn't. Probably saw a dollar. This, this post went viral because this guy growing up was in a larger family, a bigger family, and I guess they were notorious for clogging toilets, like as a family. So each toilet in their house would have like this device that they, as a family, would call a poop knife, and that way... If you clog the toilet, you get the poop knife, and you kind of just poke things, break things up, yeah, just so everything right. can go down the tube. And so the buddy was like, it was such a normal occurrence. You know, you washed it, you took care of the poop knife, but every toilet would have a poop knife. And he told a story when he was at, like, a high school or a college party, and he's got to go to the bathroom, nature calls, and it's in his jeans. He took another big poo-poo. And so – it has clogged this toilet at his buddy's house and he's really embarrassed by it, but he like texts or he somehow gets the buddy to come to the door and he says, Hey, uh, where do you all keep your poop knife? And the buddy's like, ha, that's funny. Poop knife. That's a good, like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, they're poop knife. I got a clogged toilet. And then the buddy realized that the guy was being serious and like a good friend, if I'm not mistaken, I think he like tells the whole party like, Hey, Brian's looking for a poop knife. What's a poop knife. So this kid grew up his entire life thinking every toilet had a complimentary poop knife connected to it, <laughs> attached to it, to help break up uh, larger larger BM. My favorite part of the story is the other ways to, to describe it. A fecal cleaver, dung, <laughs> dung divider. Dung divider. <laughs> uh, but Roush was saying he knew somebody that had like a clothes hanger contraption or something. Yeah, they, they would like essentially – contort a clothes hanger to make it their turd cutter so there was their there was their uh <laughs> the only reason i sent that scoots is just as a refresher for roush just if he wanted to read it later because this is a hilarious read and, and you know it's good content on a thursday you imagine having a buddy at your house clogs the toilet house full of people at a party <laughs> what do you do in that situation what I kind mean, of what kind of friend are you do you keep it just low-key and be like hey buddy uh Poop knife aren't a thing. Well, you do you're, gonna need he, the, you're gonna need a good old fashioned so plunger. You keep it low key if he asks for a plunger. But when he asks for a poop, poop knife, you're like, this guy wants a poop knife. And I think even like me, you know, I'd want to be a good friend in that situation, but I just feel like I couldn't contain myself. You have a buddy that's clogged the toilet and he's asking for a poop knife. He thinks it's a real thing. Like, 
as if like you got your toilet paper, you've got the lid on the toilet, you got your poop knife. Okay, back to the text line. That's the only reason that's on there, Scooch. That wasn't okay. even for the show. Uh, a texter says, "All also, ever since you all made the switch to reading opening hour text first, none of mine, a podcast listener, have been read. Sad. I can tell you why that is. It's because me. Um, I lost the access to the text line, and I'm the only one that goes back and like looks at texts at all weird hours and sends them over. So since I didn't have access to do that, they just didn't get read. So if you weren't texting in between 6 and 9 a.m., 10 a.m., it probably wasn't getting sent over. Well, that's not true because I send them over up until 1. Well, uh, no, not all of them. Most of them. Yeah, some get some were left through the cracks. No big deal. But I'm back into the text line, so they'll, they'll oh, get sweet. sent over. How'd you do that? Uh, Trevor. Trevor eventually found a way to do it. Nice. We still got to get that out of his hands. Because it was like, we sent a code to the Galaxy phone, and Trevor's like, I don't have that phone. <laughs> now, luckily, it gives you a second option that you can just open YouTube on like your that account. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe that's the secret, is we just need to get connected. Well, anyways, we'll save that for off air. A texter says, 502-414-1450. Bashir won a bunch of counties in eastern Kentucky. It wasn't just rule versus cities for the governor's race, at least. That's true. Reeves should be an afterthought, and offense is not a spicy take. It's a poo-poo one. Yeah, I mean, if you want a guy from Illinois State that's been in college for five years to be the lead on an offense that has maybe four first-round draft picks, then you then you go ahead and do that. I think that's yeah. a bad strategy, though. The thing is, though, is he he can be a secondary option and be the leading scorer. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's, for that's sure. What we're, that's what we're. Well, I don't think he should be the leading scorer on the season, but he, there will be multiple games he's the leading scorer. Who do you think will be the leading scorer? I think there's a decent chance it could be Dillingham. I think that when it's all said and done, maybe Dillingham's like UK's best player. I'm so in on this dude. How about his little like under the, I went back and rewatched the highlights. How about like his just in his bag as the kids say reverse layup thing that he does. It's not your traditional like reverse layup either because he just keeps going further. Like most people try to keep it baseline on the reverse layup. He's like out near the block backwards, just throwing it up over his head. Dude's a freak and he's only going to get better. And I've loved all the quotes I've seen about him, about how, like, every school promised me this, that, and the other, and UK told me that, like, yeah, you're probably not going to start. Like, I love that attitude from this guy. So, I'm, I, I think I said in the summer during the Canada stuff that he was going to be my, my fan favorite this year, so I may be a little biased towards him. A little Lynn bias? A little Lynn bias, but I think Dillingham, when it's all said and done, is going to be UK's leading scorer. Maybe that's a – or Justin Edwards, one of those two. Because Edwards is just going to get a bunch. Yeah, the fun thing is, is – and we mentioned it last. I don't think it'll whatever be whatever day it was though about how um, every game, you know, you have kind of a plethora of options for your MVP selection. I'm also saying, like, you know, Antonio Reeves is one of the leading returning scorers in the SEC. I realize this is all a hot take, but let's let it let's let it bake. Let's see where we're at in a month. Let's see where we're at in two months. Miami will not be a similar atmosphere to the John Wall UNC game. Okay. Come on, TJ. Okay, I I was at that. UK UNC Miami game. I'm gonna do my best to get up there for the Miami game, although I don't have tickets as of today. And uh, I'll be the judge. Maybe I'll come in that following show and I'll say, "Yeah, that was dumb. It wasn't quite that good. It was good atmosphere, but it wasn't quite like that." But you could have a new court. I think these freshmen are gonna have to have a coming out party for the rest of the national college basketball scene. Maybe it's Tuesday against Kansas. I'd be I'd be all for that. It'd be cool. But I think it's going to be that Miami game with the eyes of the nation on. You're going to see this this group of mostly freshmen just dominate a Final Four team in a rough atmosphere that is going to be bonkers, silly bananas. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Uh, you're wrong. Probably won't be. <laughs> Probably won't be. Salt Lake Brian here. John, move to Utah. No liberals in sight, just Republican religious overlords. <laughs> uh, and everybody gets multiple wives. Uh, okay, so... We have a survivor text. Yeah, if you are a survivor fan and you don't want a spoiler, um, we're not going to spend a ton of time on earmuffs this. for like yeah. two minutes tops. Go ahead, Rash. If anyone has not watched Survivor last night, don't read yet. D and her big old toes got her a win. Said earlier she's an immediate DQ, but maybe not. Have a great day, guys. I uh, I enjoyed last night's edition of Survivor, although it didn't get too tricky at Tribal. I mean, it can't get. It can only go down after the week prior. That was a banana land tribal council with for, the shot in the dark. For what it's worth, when that challenge started, I told Gil that she was going to win. Yeah, I didn't think about the toe factor, but it's always the lighter people. Well, even even like in the end, she wasn't even using her toe. She was just holding that thing like a, she was wrapped around a tree. It was pretty impressive. Also, yeah, um, they've done a good job of making Bruce as annoying on TV as he's annoying the people at camp. Yeah, they they are doing a good. I think he's just an annoying person. Yeah, he doesn't mean he's a bad person. He's too much. You just maybe have to limit your interactions around. Oh yeah, that's a small doses kind of guy. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Not like stranded on an island with him. Watch his. That's the show. (laughs) Hypothetical. There's a world in which Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee, Missouri, and LSU are all nine and three. There is a world of that happening. Yeah, you'd need Alabama to lose two of their next three. What do you think the Cats would get if that happened? I think it's a hypothetical that's just a waste of time, frankly. Yeah, but you know what? Not, we love hypotheticals. On Alabama's not losing to Auburn. They're not. No. Uh, probably not losing Kentucky, but I hope that they do. Yeah, be cool. That being said, if Alabama wins out, they're in the playoff, right? Yeah. SEC's getting two teams? Uh, Yeah, uh, maybe. It kind of depends on Big Ten. We got the first but you're not uh, keeping, Big Ten East you're game this weekend. You're keeping a one-loss Georgia team out. As back-to-back national champs, I don't know if you're keeping a one-loss tech Alabama team out. Excuse me, or are you keeping a one-loss Texas out too? Yeah, I mean that—that that is what's fun about this year's playoff. Is there's not a Goliath on top except Michigan, but even they have this giant scandal following them around. So yeah, I'm. It's going to be fascinating. But what's frustrating is that the playoff committee this week—it was just took—they did nothing. They did zero work. Just got together and we're like, eh. Top eight looks pretty good. I'm going to just keep it here. Sure. Let's do that. Texter says, Kentucky should play UTEP every year in one of these early season games. Call it the 66 Classic or something. They're in Conference USA and better than most of these smaller schools. Uh, there was the talk. I think John Hale was on the story of UK playing UTEP in Baltimore, like, you know, uh, back in 16, I think, as like a 50-year hmm. anniversary of that game. And it, it fell through, and obviously it never, never ended up amounting to anything. Uh, this is the Wildcat. What's it called? Wildcat, Wildcat Classic. No, I I Wildcat call it Open. It's call. I call it Wildcat Challenge. I called it the Wildcat Classic, and I got bullied to Bolivia. It's the Wildcat Challenge, and it's whether you like it or not, it's happening on Friday night at Rupp Arena. The Wildcat uh, Challenge. It's it's infamous. It's controversial, but it's happening. I don't know why they don't just call it the UKIT, like. That was what it was called for 50 years, and they just quit doing that. I don't know why. They said, uck it. Get it? U-K-I-T? It's because it was better when you didn't have to explain the joke, and you just made a bad joke worse. <laughs> Folks, they only do these games because it means you get more games if you do something a, like this. It's a multi-team event. So you got to like make a stupid little event. Who else is in it? Temple, 
this team, Commerce. There's one more bad other if you team. Give me a doesn't ma- I mean, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. But they're all at Kentucky, right? But if yeah. UK wins, I want the Nets cut down. If we win the Wildcat Challenge. Oh, okay, Tom Crane. Need the Nets cut down. I need confetti on the court. If we're gonna treat this like a big event, it needs to be a big event. I've never really understood the whole yard. I've never really understood these tournaments. Indiana does something similar every year where they get like three just bad teams into play and they call it, I don't know, the Hoosier Classic or whatever. But none of those other teams play each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they should. They all play they? each other. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just don't pay Stonehill attention. Stonehill and St. Joe's are the other two teams oh, okay. in the so Wildcat Challenge. Other, but yeah, yeah, they all play each other, other Scoots. It's a way that you get up to 31 regular season games because I think you're technically only allowed 28, but you get more with a multi-team event. Because mm. um, And I think in theory, if I'm not mistaken, TJ, it's just so it can like cut down on travel because you're – Play. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. It seems like a dumb thing to make them have to do that, but whatever. We we've got the Wildcat Challenge on Friday night, and I could I've been looking. I mean, since the Canada games end, I've had the circle, the calendar circled for the Wildcat Challenge. <laughs> Mister Perfect Attendance never tried any party drugs. Shock. I just for me, I don't. I wouldn't think of a Globe football game as a good time to do mushrooms. <laughs> well, who said it had to be mushrooms? That uh, was oh, drugs. Oh, oh okay. But like psychedelics, don't have to be psychedelics. You mean feel good drugs, like what? Like ecstasy. Uh, Is that a feel good drug? Yeah, it's like the Molly. Pop them all, you're sweating. That's what I think of. Never think of glow. Not not a drug guy, so I guess I don't know. Yeah, Uh, Molly, not good. Don't do it. (laughs) Also, like seriously, if if you're doing party drugs, test them before you do. They can be dangerous. A resident drug. Get Get a get a get a test kit. Drugs, that was way funnier than it should have been. Have you been with Trevor after hours? Ah, uh, Trevor can't handle all the drugs. Trevor got in a little fender bender. You all hear that? When? Oh, my gosh. Trevor, we've got a million Trevor updates. This poor guy. Yeah, he got a, he got an old fender bender outside his house yesterday. Um, or out, I think on Westport Road. Coming to the show? He said that the guy, there was like no damage whatsoever. He got lucky. There was no damage. He did say that he was a little sore. But there was no damage, so make of that what you will. He said he got bad luck, though, because he ran into a B&W, and the guy was like, well, we, we, I need to file an accident. You know, I got to do an accident report, and Trevor was really upset that they were going to have to do an accident report. But he hung around, just lit up a cig and waited. I was like, Trevor, yeah, I, no shocker that somebody saw you and was like, I'll just give you my number and trust you. No doy, that guy, you know, like, even, of course he was probably going to want to get your information, Trevor. That being said, I hate it. I'm glad he's okay. Um, I think he also had, like, his, he said he was more mad that his food spilled everywhere or something like that. <laughs> so this accident was enough to make him sore and the food to fly everywhere. But again, no damage on either car. So was he late to the show then? No, this was like after. Oh, okay. Uh, he uploaded our pod, the Rutherford podcast to our feed. Oh, I did see that. That was great. People were worked up about that. And then, have you all heard about his broken chair? Yes, I have heard about that. He, uh, over the weekend, sat in his reclining chair, went to recline. It fell, and after about 20 minutes of a struggle, he had to scream for his mom to come and lift him out of the chair. Like, he's like life alert. And he uh, said that he got home yesterday, sat back in the chair, it broke again, 
had to get his mom to come help I him mean, and pick him up. The chair is obviously broken. <laughs> Most of the time, chair. it's the elderly woman that needs, or elderly adult that needs help up or is falling down. Uh, in this case, it's the grown adult that's having the elderly woman help him. It's been a rough go for Trevor. Trevor versus chairs is Trevor's pretty undefeated in that matchup. He hasn't broke this one in here yet. Just wait, uh, lean back in that bad boy. I want to see the lean in it. Rock with it. Oh, that's a lot of lean. No, I can <laughs> go back more. Oh no. Really getting back with it. That's <laughs> that's how he sits in it every day. He does, yeah. So he's had a rough go of it. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. John here. Have a great day, everybody, but it's spelled differently. Whoa. Another texture says, Kenny Payne and the team practice with a poop knife. <laughs> oh, man. Just the phrase poop knife. It's just It just brings a smile to my face every time. Roush, give me a breakdown of tonight's Thursday night football game. The Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. Take the field. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. What, what do we got for the under? Uh, that's what we really need to know because this feels like an, an under. The Bears had five turnovers on Saturday. They they are not good at the football. Um, Carolina did something similar where uh, <laughs> Bryce Young threw two pick sixes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gross football game, a total of 38 and a half. It's a Big Ten West game. Yeah. Big Ten West game. Chicago, the Bears, the four-point favorite. Well, I'm seeing him at three. Ooh, at three. This could be an old article. Uh, all right. So, yeah. three. And then, yeah, I see the over under 39, so I think you're more more updated there. Hey, by the way. I if, think I'd like the over just off the get-go. I think I'd like the over a lot. By the way, if you all want to get in on an early line, that Packers-Steelers under is a freaking lock. Lock of all locks. What's the line? Uh, I saw it at 44 and a half yesterday, which no oh, shot they get there. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll go good ahead. Call. And, yeah. Let's good. Good. Green good job, Bay Scoots. can't score against anybody. No. It's, well, down to, it, it's 39. Right oh, it's now. down to 39. Okay. What'd you say it was? 44. I saw it at 44 and a half. I'm 44. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going under on 39 and a half. They're not going to score, but 23 points. Yeah. But I think you just saw about a wrong line. An incorrect line. Hmm. I'm still slamming it. All right, I'll I'll, I'll ride. Let's ride. Um, college football. I, I still I also still like it for what it's worth. You, uh, in addition to that, you got two college games: Southern Miss ten point dog against Louisiana, and Louisville twenty and a half point favorite uh, over UVA. They stink. So not the best sports night. I did. Um, have you been following Roger Sherman's uh, college football road trip, TJ? No road trip, Raj. So he wrote for The Ringer for a long time, and he decided, he was like, you know what, I've been writing about the sport forever, but I don't ever go to the game. So he quit his job to go to essentially four games a week. Uh, last week, nice. it was two Maxion games. He got to go up in the Goodyear blimp Whoa. Uh, in Akron, the rubber city, uh, and then went out to Wyoming and then Oklahoma State. Uh, so he's he's seen some crazy football games, but I enjoy the follow um, uh, let me pull up his exact account because last night he was at, um, some action at Miami of Ohio and, uh, it's just at Roger R O D G E R on Twitter. So he got on, he was early on the Twitter game. Um, last night he was at Miami I, and he made a great point. It's the cradle of coaches and they really boast that, that and Ben Roethlisberger, 
But recently, they've they've built statues of Sean McVay and John Harbaugh, and he said, "I didn't know you were allowed to make statues of people born in 1986," which is it's fair, it's fair. But they got to salute their Super Bowl head coaches uh, at the Miami University, not University of Miami. That's that's the Hurricanes, different Miami, two different schools entirely, two different parts of the world, much much different parts of the world. A texter says, "What rational scenario gets Louisville into the playoffs?" They have to win out, beat Florida State. Yeah. And then they... Kind of convincingly, probably, too, I would imagine. And they need... They need, basically, there to only be three one-loss teams in the equation. Yeah. Because they, they, yeah. they will never be one of the top four one-loss teams. Well... Never. They lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has one win. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like, well, they just... They, uh, I, well, I think, if, I think if, you if get... they're the fourth one-loss team, though. Is, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is they yeah. can't have more than three one-loss teams. If they're a fourth, they're a fifth. Because Texas will be in there. Yeah, you name all the one-loss teams. If it's Georgia, if they need Alabama to lo- they need Alabama to lose again. They need Ohio State or Michigan. You're going to get one of those teams in. You, you're under. So one in the SEC, one in the Big Ten. Those are locks. You're not getting ahead of them regardless of what you do. Probably Washington and the Pac-12. Like they're not. Yeah. Getting, they're realistically they're not getting in. Even if you try to just start going down the avenues. But you know what? For U of L fans, at least you get to like have that conversation. That's that's fun. By the and way, you're gonna get to go to a conference championship game too. That is also confirmed fun. Pittsburgh now has two wins because they got that one over Louisville. Hey oh who who was their other win against? Uh that I couldn't tell you. I know they just had one win going into that game though. It's probably oh, against point. a cup Yeah, game. you're you're right about that. Uh, no thanks on playing UTEP every year. Hearing the national folks talk nonsense around that game every year does not sound fun to me. I think if you did, you know, if you did a anniversary game of it, I'd be okay with that. But every year, yeah, I, I yeah, don't, but if you no. did every year, it'd lose the shine from it. Right. Like, it would know. just be Kentucky plays UTEP. Mm-hmm. What if, it's, they're not even the same team name. That's what also throws it off. What am I missing about the UTEP thing? UTEP is Texas Western. Texas oh, Western okay. beat UK yeah. back in 66. Gotcha. The Glory Road I gotcha. movie. Just got around to the podcast from yesterday, and holy smokes, I had to skip through TJ's 30-minute Republican spill and the fact he doesn't understand anything around him besides COVID that happened three years ago. Well, if you didn't listen to it, though, then how do you know? Yeah, that's it's fair. It's uh, like, uh, you know, people have their reasons. They can often be very personal, and TJ's is. And, uh, sure. You got to understand it. And we don't do that on this show, and I don't really plan on doing it again, but it was my reason and rationale. I gave it to you. And the same person texts back in, Bashir has more humanity in his fingers than your whole body, LMAO, talking about he has no compassion during a worldwide pandemic where nobody knew what to do. People did know what to do, though. They did. And they were called killers and conspiracy theorists, and you all didn't listen to them. It's so stupid. Man, the first one on the scene at any Kentucky disaster, from tornadoes to floods to mass shootings, you think Cameron, who wants to take money from teachers and screw the poor, cares about you? LMFAO. Okay, buddy. Boy. I hope Bashir gives you a big pat on the butt. You're a good little soldier for him if you believe all the bull crap that you're spewing. He's a governor, and he was at natural disasters in Kentucky. Well done. Yeah, I mean. Glad that he was there. It, Any governor is going to do that. His strength, though, is coming across as a compassionate leader in times of trouble because there was lots of them. Um, I Any, think that's the fair way to say what, it. What governor uh, is known not to be a compassionate leader Matt, in times Matt, of disaster? What disaster was he not around at? No, I mean Matt. Be- he he. But like, what disaster was he not a leader for? It was the one where he went to go pray in the West End and knock on doors. Well, what what happened after of, that? That was because gun tra- That was because gun 
desk. But that was very bizarre and like weird. My, my overall point though is like we waited into it because it was election day. It's Thursday. I'm over it. I'm as uninformed as I've ever been on things. So I don't have, I don't have takes. I just don't. We've got, we've got, we're, I mean, we're, everybody knows where we stood on the governor's debate. It's over. We like to have fun and make fart jokes, but if texters are going to text in silly nonsense things, the right. co- oh, they're texting it again. We've really got this person all riled up. Oh, well, we the confidence in what you speak about politics on a Kentucky sports radio show is crazy. You sound like Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee to roast Fauci and Travis Kelsey. It's over. You look silly. ESPN started cutting Rodgers off live because he did it too much. ESPN, ESPN, an incredibly liberal organization. I'm shocked that they even hired McAfee to begin with. Um, and Ma- Fauci is a criminal. I mean, it, he should be in jail. He is. What, I mean, if you lie, if you lie under oath, what is that? I mean, I don't like. I'm not getting into it because I'm not informed on it. But to but say I, that he was I, a liar, but I am. I am informed in it. So and, and so, I would follow Rand. So Paul he knew things stuff. that was withholding information Correct. from the general public. Correct. He knew that they were doing gain of function research in China, and he just lied about it because he wanted to cover his tracks. So he lied about one thing. But the overall point of like all of the if you lie under oath, it's perjury, Roush. Okay, but. You're the part in all of this that I just think is silly is I had no problem like wearing a mask to some things, right? Like it was a lot of what he was telling people was like, hey, here's the safe way to do it so you don't spread stuff around. And like at the time, we weren't very well informed on what that was. And I think that's why people hate him. I don't think like he was a liar and a perjurer just because he thought that this was the best way to go about it at the time. So this was a man made virus that the United States government funded. Yeah, and the U.S. government lied about this, and you don't have an issue with that. I don't think. Just to be clear, no. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to. Here's my. I I do. I don't like it when the government lies to people. Anthony Fauci is the only person responsible for not telling us the whole truth right away and trying to dismiss that. Sure. Because I think his job as a public health official during a pandemic was to make sure that people weren't being reckless and trying to keep everybody safe. But here's the thing, TJ. I don't give a damn right now about it at all, and I hate talking about it. And I think most of our listeners do too, and I would like to stop talking about the pandemic. I just do. I It, it made me quit paying attention to news. It made me quit paying attention to politics. It's made me very jaded and cynical, and I don't like talking about it because I just I can't. I can't anymore. It was too much. It got, I, I, it got to me. I, I hear you. It was The pandemic was the worst. I, I hated it as well. doesn't seem like people are as worked up about it as I am, but there are people out there. And if people text in stuff, we're going to read it. And I know, but I just it, I, can so. we can we put can we stop though, please? Like for our radio show sake, can we please stop? Like I just I'm just I just want to move on. I want to move forward. I just want to move on. Yeah, but other people aren't over it as much as you are. Hey, culture war texter, you have opinions like all. Big congrats. One thing, it started a global pandemic. Cloth masks weren't going to work. They lied to make you feel better, and they did scare tactics, and they divide. You know, they put people against each other. It was just a whole mess. It was a hindsight's twenty twenty. It always is, but it doesn't Literally. mean that you can't. Criticize the government. Vietnam was a mess. That was a huge mistake as well. There's this fraction of people that don't think the government lies to them and misleads them. No, they and do. Everybody lies to everybody. The time. It happens in it all happens walks all of the life. Time. But like, I, that, my, my just overall point, I'm just like, we had a fun show. I don't like Texter doing COVID says, radio. We did it for you. Because you were on the wrong side of the truth, move on, says you guys. Amen, Roush. Let's just move on, says one texter. Uh, I think everybody agrees that we don't want to make this a topic of conversation. But people... You know, we can we can ignore them from now on if they're texting it. We can it's it's pretty easy. We just scroll right past. Can't it. Can't believe ESPN would try to silence Aaron Rodgers. I can. I can. Ruby yeah. tweets in and says, "I just heard you say read the text about moving to Utah. 
Uh-oh, no, 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 multiple wives. Nope, John only gets me. That's Ruby John's wife. <laughs> so we've got big controversy on to, in today's Kentucky Roll Call. <laughs> I like the Bears to cover and the over in that game. U of L. I'm staying away from the spread just because I think that's backdoor cover territory, but U of L definitely win. Feels I mean, like a bet Isaac Grindo anytime touchdown. I like that bet. Yeah. That's a good call. Louisville covers. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow previewing the Cats' second basketball game of the season against Commerce and the big football game against the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hey.